Good morning. Uh, it's Sunday morning and I'm now going to continue reading the October session. So, October the 13th is called Overconfident. Overconfident. The program is the program. It works and when it's followed correctly, the results will come. However, there are no identical MS sufferers. The disease affects everyone uniquely because of age, gender, age when you got it, the location, the altitude or uh, stress or the lack of it. If you're single or with someone, you get my drift. Everyone is different, so it stands to reason that the result, the speed of improvements will vary. I know all this and should get it through my thick skull, that the improvements happen as and when the body tells you. The place you live, uh, the body, the body, that's the place you live in, tells you it's ready to do certain things. I'm saying this as a way of to actually acknowledge what I know and react accordingly, and not tell myself that I should be able, regardless of my body saying, no, not yet, Stefan. Case in point, I'm feeling better and better in lots of ways, mentally and physically. My coordination, my dexterity, my writing is much better. Now it actually looks like it writing as opposed to something seen on a doctor's prescription. Yes, those things are better. But Stefan, you can't walk unaided yet. True. That's what I tried to do at 6.40pm on Thursday. But as expected, the legs didn't comply with the brain. And guess what? Yes, you're right. Crash. But the rubber me bounced off the wall using the numb part on the top of my neck. That's my head. I think that secretly my noggin always enjoys the firm physical contact with his old friend, the wall. Anyway, it was an hour later that my using my specialised commando crawl, mm -hmm. not really, got me the 15 feet to my bed. Hmm. Maybe I'm not the super fit 25-year-old anymore, as my ego thinks. The lesson for the day is stop being overconfident. October the 14th, The Way. It's called The Way. I realised now that my situation is not unique. There was a time, not that long ago, that I honestly believed that most of the MS sufferers were simply accepting the diagnosis of the conventional doctors, and as such, just took the prescribed medicine. I've often spent time in consideration of what and how I was addressing the illness. I'm sure some others, family and friends, often thought I was totally wrong by refusing medication. I have a real problem with even saying medication. It's just an addictive drug created by the selfish, money-grabbing, heartless pariahs. Big Pharma. 
I have always told myself that multiple sclerosis, in my case, was only a temporary thing. I didn't know how I'd beat it, but I just knew I would. I'm sure this attitude was seen by others as denial. My MS nurse came to see me last week, and I know she's only doing what she knows, and that is to try and make my life easier. Not by healing, but by suggesting things that put less strain on my muscles. That to me is just assisting the, assisting the disease to get a firmer grip on my already weakened state. She thinks and states that I'm just an accident waiting to happen. I should use a wheelchair permanently and not try to manually manoeuvre myself around my flat. I can't look at my life that way. I honestly believe that thinking positively about the outcome is the only way any of us will not just survive, but succeed. I fall, yes. But when I'm crumbled in a heap on the floor, I don't moan or complain about it. It's not a good thing, obviously. But I, think about it. Have I broken my leg? No. Have I done permanent damage? No. So get up and get on. That's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. My fall on Thursday left me with it. My legs twisted beneath me. My body twisted in my head and neck in a very, very awkward position, jammed against the wall. It took several minutes just to be in a prone position on the floor. I couldn't get up onto the sofa, so I took about 30 minutes crawling to my bedroom, and then another 30 trying to get up. When I eventually did, I was totally exhausted. But it happened. Big deal. It was a page in my book of life. No more. It was a page in my book of life. No more. In my book, if my book is a thousand pages, then my experience will prob my MS experience will probably account for a hundred and fifty of them, which means I've got eight hundred and fifty healthy ones. Multiple sclerosis is a part of my life. But it isn't my life. I know there are still some MS pages left in my book, but there's at least 151 healthy ones to follow. I've just got to be strong mentally, not to, to not do anything stupid, and to get prepared for the good times to come, and they will. That's the way I see it. So the next post is on October the 15th. You have to remember that um, my posts were written at the time and they're often statements of fact or they're asking questions. Okay, so October the 15th, it's confusing. It's confusing. First thing Saturday morning and I can honestly say that I felt better than I have in years, really. Okay, yes, I was still limited to shuffling from pieces of furniture to walls to move around, but the fact is I felt confident and positive. After lunch, I still went to bed for a few hours, but not because I needed to. I went more as a safety precaution. Obviously, of late, I've actually needed to go. So rather than feeling that way, 
in an hour and struggling, I felt it safer to go at 12.30, which I did. I felt good in myself, so I returned to the living room at uh, 3.30, 4.30, sorry. During the three hours, I read for an hour or so, then returned to the living room. During the, the, the three hours, I read for an hour or so, then meditated. When I returned to watch Two and a Half Men, which I had recorded it, I still felt good. This is the confusing part. A couple of hours later, I was so weak and unstable. It's actually quite frightening. My legs were like jelly, and I really struggled to even hold my walker. I really cannot understand why this is happening, going from one extreme to the other. Please understand that there isn't, this isn't shaking my confidence or putting doubts in my head. I still believe 100% in the program. It's just so confusing. Any thoughts? Janice, Marianne, anyone? October the 16th. Should I? Should I be disappointed? Should I be angry? Should I feel sorry for myself? I live alone. I am on my own for about 23 hours a day. It's easy to spend a lot of time thinking, reflecting and remembering my better times. And when I do, I think about things like skydiving and riding fast motorbikes. There are many, many things I've done as an ex-adrenaline junkie that most sane people wouldn't even consider. But those things were a major part of my life and unlikely to happen again. I'm not a young man anymore, sadly. I know that against all odds I will get my health back, regardless of what every neurologist, doctor, nurse and health practitioner has said. I would love to have them all in the room in a few years' time from now and see their faces when I walk in saying, na 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 na. As it stands, I am definitely better in so many ways, even if I do fall occasionally. The odd fall and stumble have happened because I've felt confident and tried to move as a healthy person would. So in some ways, it's been my own stupid fault. As I've taken advice and used my common sense, I'll do my very best to take more care. And as has been pointed out, in a very caring way, to listen to my body and let it dictate the speed of renewal. That's by Janice, of course. So, to answer the three questions above, should I? The answer is no, 100%. But should I be proud of myself? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, hell yeah. So that was my post for October the 16th. October the 17th, it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Well, actually, it's just called The Good, The Bad, and The... When I started the Amber Up program, officially in September the 1st, I was well aware that making changes to my diet and adding certain supplements, that there would be changes. I knew that there would be good days and bad days. And over a long period of time, that the good would outnumber the bad. 
as far as when these changes would happen, I didn't know or how good or bad they'd be. Well, after only six weeks, there are some very positive improvements. And I think the fact that, that I'd definitely been in a better position than most others when I started this, that he'd been playing a significant part in my journey. I'd been gluten and dairy free for several years, and most importantly, I had, I had restricted sugar intake to under 10 grams per day for the previous seven years. I am positive that using two zeppers for several hours each day and getting a lot of advice from the group, especially Janet, has helped significantly. So I'm very happy about my progress. Am I cured? Obviously not. I wouldn't expect that. But the good days have got better and the bad days are fewer. And definitely nowhere near as as the bad and definitely nowhere near as bad. As far as the ugly days, well, they're non existent. October the eighteenth. I sometimes wonder. I sometimes wonder what I write from my blog. I have received over two million hits to www.ratherbehealthy.com I have comments from all over the world, literally. It's strange seeing comments that may or may not be complimentary from China or Japan. I'm guessing because of the style of writing. Anyway, I imagine 80 to 90% have nothing to do with me or my illness. But that doesn't bother me. It is what it is. I sometimes write when I'm in bed at night reflecting on my day, or like now at 6.30, as I'm preparing my mind for my day. As I've said, I live alone, but I'm never lonely. I don't get down or depressed. I think that's because I'm competitive. I was infected with this disease nearly 20 years ago. Wow. That just shocked me. My official diagnosis was not until... 2004, but I'd had early symptoms as far back as 1997, so only a third of my life, so nearly a third of my life has been coping with it. Anyway, back to my point. I've always seen this as a squatter taking up residence in my body, and that I would just have to keep fighting this unwanted resident until I could evict it. A challenge, almost a dare, and one I had refused to back down from. Okay, I tried my best using my knowledge, using the knowledge I'd gained from working with Dr. Hal Huggins in Colorado. And now, although that was, and no, although that was great, it wasn't enough. However, I'm in a far better position now. I'm following a tried, tested and proven protocol. So now, unlike the many, many years I felt I was fighting a losing battle, but in my typical, I won't be beaten, obstinate way, I've refused to accept defeat. Now it's different. Now at last, I'm on a winning team. And now I know why I write, and that is to constantly motivate myself. October the 19th, same only better. 
Okay. I was up early on Wednesday morning after a good night's sleep. Five and a half hours of unbroken sleep for me is good. So after an hour reading and writing, yesterday's post, I got up. I felt strong and stable, so I made my breakfast, a little breakfast, and I had two mugs of red clover tea. My morning supplements and I was ready for my new day. During the morning, I had a delivery of an unexpected parcel. Because I live in a flat, a visitor or someone delivering something rings the bell. It takes almost a minute for me to stop what I'm doing and then manoeuvre my way to the other side of the room to answer the call and let them into the building. That normally wears me out. I know that's pathetic. But that's it's just what it is. Anyway, unlike previous days, I didn't feel knackered, which, is, as I'm sure you can understand, really pleased me. I try not to think about feeling good or bad during the day. If things aren't a problem, then I just do whatever feels comfortable. Obviously, I've learned a very painful lesson from previous mistakes, so I naturally just go with the flow. It's now Wednesday evening, and I'm okay with assessing how my day went. I was able to do all I needed to do. I didn't feel overly tired. I rested after lunch and meditated for a couple of hours. So how was my Wednesday? Same as Tuesday, only better. October the 20th, it's called The Healing Journey. It's Thursday afternoon and I feel an overwhelming desire to write about my current situation. I know these posts are read mostly by healthy people, but for others like me with this hideous disease, multiple sclerosis, I wanted to hopefully inspire them. As I said before, I was initially diagnosed in February of 2004. Three years later, I met and started working for Dr. Hal Huggins, who himself had MS. He'd been able to create He'd been able to keep 99% of his symptoms at bay using a unique line of supplements which he had created. So my years with him, which was four, helped educate me in the right nutrition and supplements. Sadly, by November of 2012, what I was doing was not enough to keep, not enough to enable me to keep working. So I left Colorado and returned to England. Obviously, I continued with what I thought was the best for me nutritionally with my supplements. Gluten and dairy were eliminated, and refined sugar was restricted to between 8 and 10 grams per day. In August, I met Janet Orchard through Facebook, and although I felt optimistic, there were still some small nagging doubts that the Ambrock method would truly work for me. Since officially starting on, on September the 1st, I've tried as best I could to follow the program, but it still felt as if something was wrong. Janet asked to see exactly what I was taking, a line of supplements called from a company called Longevity. In my mind, the supplements are the best, but Janet pointed out that the fructose content of one particular drink, since that's been eliminated, 
only two weeks ago. The improvements have been significant. No, I can't walk on aid. No, I'm not cured. But the changes in how I feel both mentally and physically in this arrogant noggin of mine are so nice. For anyone new or old to this, stop thinking you know best or that you just couldn't live without your morning coffee and just have faith that the program works. If it's not, it's probably not, it's probably because you aren't doing it properly. October the 24th, sorry, October the 21st, it's called Thyroid. I'm lucky that my doctor has been willing to accept my views on drugs. When I came back to England, I obviously registered with my local GP 
in order to get officially diagnosed and hopefully receive the appropriate disability benefits. Being so limited physically and being restricted to my home 24-7 meant that as much as I hate being housebound and dependent, I'd need financial assistance. I'm so grateful and fortunate that that happened. Back to my point. I think because of my background and experience, she, the doctor, accepted that I wouldn't take the drugs. It's not medication, it's a freaking pharmaceutical addictive drug. However, a few years ago, I agreed to take levothyroxine as my thyroid was low, as in hypothyroidism. In my previous post, I suggested googling any drug. I did, ju- ju- I did just that for levothyroxine, and here are the side effects that are listed on their site. The most common side effects for levothyroxine can include tiredness, increased appetite, weight loss, heat sensitivity, excessive sweating, headache, hyperactivity, nervousness, anxiety, irritability, mood swings, insomnia, tremors, muscle weakness, menstrual irregularities, hair loss, diarrhea, vomiting, stomach cramps. And that's just for thyroid. I don't take and never have taken any MS drugs. It scares the crap out of me thinking what they might be.